Welcome to episode 17 of the Busy Pastor Podcast. My name is Greg Gibson. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Trent Stewart, the lead pastor at Foothills Church. And today we are talking about being busy in our sex life. Thanks for joining us for episode 17 of the Busy Pastor Podcast. Today's topic is fun, but it's also a little heavy. We're talking in this episode about being busy in our sex life. So Trent, man, episode 17, this is this is pretty amazing. And let's start with the first question. So uh, why, why don't we ever talk about this in church life? And especially when it comes to training pastors. Yeah, great question. And I think it's because kind of what we're feeling right now. It's like a little... <laughs> uncomfortable. A little uh, sensitive. It's a little sensitive. You know, it's, we, we tend to view sex as kind of a private issue. And so uh, we don't like to talk about it, especially when there are problems in our marriage. Right. Um, and so we tend to stay away from it. But the problem with staying away from it is that, you know, pastors are hurting. People even in your churches are hurting and struggling in their marriages with this issue. Uh, not to mention the next generation is really learning about sex from social media right now. Yes. Um, and a lot of that is is just due to the church's silence, you know, in that. So I think for pastors, I would say we've got to make sure that we're preaching and teaching what biblical sexuality looks like. Um, and and when I say that, not just putting sex like in a in the negative sense of, you know, if you're if you're not married, you got to stay away from it. And that's kind of the focus of, right. of all the ne- negative side uh, uh, effects of that. But really, in, in a bigger picture, realizing that sex is a gift, when we use it the way that God intends for us to experience it in the confines of marriage, and so it can be a good godly thing and should be. And, you know, I think for for all pastors, maybe they can relate to this. Like early on in marriage, you know, we feel so connected to our spouses. They're the center, you know, of our attention. You're building a bright future together. You know, you have all this happily ever after, you know, energy. Uh, but eventually that honeymoon does end. <laughs> it right. does fade. And, you know, through busy schedules, throw in a couple of mix, uh, throw in a couple of kids in the mix, and the connection um, really begins to get tough. And so that's why we want to talk about it today. Yeah, it's such an important issue for pastors, especially right now, because as you said, culture is leading the way on discipling not only our children, but discipling the people in our church on this issue. Yeah. So, so not only are, do we want to talk about it for that angle into the conversation, but also as pastors, we have to be above approach. This is First Timothy three type stuff. Yeah. Uh, prerequisite is is just uh, uh, is walking in purity and holiness, leading and managing our families well. And a couple episodes, uh, maybe one or two episodes back, we talked about being busy in our marriages. Yeah. And just this highlight of hey, if we want to have healthy churches. We have to have healthy marriages. And so I want to camp there just for a minute yeah. and, and talk about uh, how we can have a healthy sex life with our spouse out of the overflow of, of really our marriages being healthy themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> no doubt. You're, you, we're, we're looking for health in our marriage just yes. like we're looking for health in our church. And so if I want to be a healthy leader, um, if I want a healthy church, in other words, I need a, to be a healthy leader. Right. And so if, if I want a healthy sex life, it's, it, it flows out of that health in our marriage. And so everybody's needs are going to be different. And so uh, your spouse, um, her needs are going to be different than what yours are, you know, what my relationship looks like versus your relationship. And so they're all hmm. going to be kind of different. But in our marriages, 
Too often, I think couples forget how to date each other. They forget how to have fun together. And when we're not dating, when we're not having fun together, when we're not connecting in those ways, then the romance side of things is it's definitely hindered, right? And you especially know, pastors, right? Spe- especially the, the the busyness of our yeah. schedule and uh, and all the things that ministry brings in. Yeah, date night gets is the first thing to go, right? And I think for pastors too, like you know, when we're dating, we've we've we were pretty romantic, maybe you know we. You know, we planned some dates. We were uh, had a sense of romance, and you know, once we get married, we kind of check the box: married, done. I got, I got the right, girl, right. and we just kind of expect sex just to happen. You know, we just expect romance just to happen. Um, like, you know, all I got to do is unbutton my shirt and let the magic out, and my wife is just gonna go, "Oh, yeah," you know, and she's gonna. It's like <laughs> the, the that's all that it takes. But we we want to actually have you know, some, some romance that's building into the relationship and romance isn't just like sparkly gifts or expensive dinners, you know, long strolls on the beach. It's not just about what you get at Valentine's day. It's really a million little things that happen every day, all throughout the week. It's how we talk to each other. It's the activities that we do together. Um, I think it's important to go back to the book, Love Languages. I know guys probably know what that is. They probably know what their love language is, but it's almost like we have to go back and reread some of these things because, you know, what what is the language of love that really speaks to your wife? Is it uh, acts of service? Is it words of affirmation? Is it physical touch? Is it gifts? Is it quality time? Typically, we're going to fall into one or two of those categories. Maybe, you know, your wife has all five of them, and that's going to be awesome. But, you know, we, we've got to... <laughs> the we, unicorn wife. Yeah, right? she, we've <laughs> got to figure that out for her, and we have to make that intentional effort uh, to invest that love and romance into her. Yeah, I love what you said, and I want to repeat it. You need a healthy marriage in order to enjoy a healthy sex life. That is so important to to bring out and really uh, camp on as our main idea for this episode. And and again, it it really comes down to to the intentionality that we're placing as leaders uh, on our family and on our marriages. Um, yeah. So everything that is worth doing is going to take uh, work, and it's going to be hard work. But we're going to see incredible rewards and benefits from that. And, uh, and so what are some ways that we can work on yeah. developing um, just a, a runway of romance? Mm. I like that, runway, runway of, of romance. romance. That's what we're working on. It just on came today. to us. It just came to you, yeah. Runway of romance in our marriage. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that we have to do is we've got to work on our approach. So our approach sometimes is we're really busy. We've got so much going on. Now's my window. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's, you know, and and it's like your wife is like, what? What are you talking about? Like, no, I haven't been thinking about that all day. I've been working all day or I've been taking care of kids, Mm. you know, this and that. And, uh, you know, I, 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 long are the days that guys can walk out of the shower naked and just kind of give the pose to our wife. And Were just those kinda, days ever here? Mm, I guess you're probably right. I don't know that. <laughs> longer work. If so, they're longer the days that those long, are gone. Longer, yeah, those are long gone. <laughs> I think it was just maybe in my head that it worked. Uh, and, but, you know, we've got to work on that approach. And I think, you know, for, for wives, sometimes it's, it's almost like hide and seek, like what mm-hmm. worked today, what, you know, encouraged her, blessed her, what was romantic to her today may not 
be the same thing tomorrow mm. or, or even next week. And so we've got to work on that approach and, and realize that romance is really developed over time. Right. It's not microwavable. Like if, if, if sex isn't in a healthy uh, routine, you know, in your marriage and you're trying to shift that, or you just want to, you know, got you, maybe a guy that just wants to increase uh, the frequency of that. Um, you, you just, it's not microwavable. It's like uh, built in, you know, every day, a little bit at a time. And so I would say here's yeah, some So things. what are some ways that we can work on, Here, on Here's this. some ways, like to develop romance, that face-to-face time I think is huge. Yeah, and it's so, really important. What I mean by face-to-face time is like putting down phones, turning off TVs, and and actually having like healthy dialogue, engaging, I, like yes. actually engaging in some conversation, and and not like the administration of the of the marriage, like that gets really uh, that really bogs us down. Like if all we're talking about is you know, the kid's schedule, who's taking who where and when's practice and what's the budget look like and how much money do we have? You know, we're going through all the administrative things like the administrative connection is important, but that's not helping in the area of intimacy. We mm. really, when we talk about face-to-face time, we want to focus um, not just on communicating, we want to focus on connecting. Man, that is so good. And so yes. to connect, you have to get to those hard issues. Mm. And uh, again, like when you're dating, uh, communication isn't an issue. Like you're talking all the time. And so then you get married a couple of years in, a couple of kids, and it's like, we never talk anymore. Or I don't want to talk to you. Or we always argue when we talk. And so communicating is for the point of administrating. Yeah. Administration, right? Yeah. yeah. All and, the things you have to do in your marriage. And so... When we think about like when we were dating though, why was communication so easy? Well, I would say we were connected. Yeah, we were building and that connection. We were building that connection and we were, you know, having fun together and doing fun things together. Your wife craves connection. Uh, she needs to feel that connection despite her flaws. When she feels bad, she needs to know that you care about her feeling bad. She doesn't necessarily want you to solve her problems. She just wants you to know that that she just wants to know that you care right. that she is having a problem and, and guys tend to be fixers and somebody said what to you well, I'm going to call them or she said what and you know we want to get into actually doing something to fix it and I think a lot of times you know wives just want to know that you care that they're mm. hurting and so that face to face time is is huge when I learned that I think that really changed the game for me especially as a pastor in ministry um, ministry is really competing for that time of connection and, and, and knowing how to, to put aside time and how to build into our schedules, um, time where, hey, my wife and I, we are putting time aside to connect and not just communicate on all the admin stuff. And so we are all created to connect. Uh, I think that is a great point. Um, Trent, what's, what's a couple other ways we yeah. can continue to develop this in our, in our marriages. Go back to something I've said, which is just really just having fun. So yes. dating each other again is, is huge. So very few marriages end in divorce or very few marriages suck if they're having fun together. Mm. And so, you know, what, what do you guys like to do that you can do together? So is it riding bikes, you know, hikes, sheep, might like to shop. So going shopping, you may not like that, but doing things that she likes, doing things that together you can have fun doing. And so unfortunately in marriages too often, couples just don't have fun together anymore. They're, they're too busy doing life and being parents 
And even in ministry, you're just too busy, you know, quotation marks here, helping and doing ministry to other people that you've forgotten about the ministry that you have to your spouse. And so you you get married and you you just kind of stop enjoying each other. And and I think God takes delight when we actually, you know, enjoy uh, our relationship with our spouse. In fact, I would say without fun, uh, without that sense of uh, adventure together, then physical intimacy is is just gonna uh, not exist, and so it just kind of becomes like a business partnership, like two roommates living under the same roof, uh, roof together. And uh, but but they're really kind of living different lives, and so we've got to build in uh, the 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 idea of having fun. So that means we've got to plan. Uh, these fun things to do. And that means getting babysitters. That means, you know, looking down the the, the schedule, actually putting it on the calendar. Uh, fun is not a luxury in marriage. Mm. It is necessary in marriage. And so you don't, you don't want to find yourself saying, well, we'll do this when we get time. When we get time, we'll go away. When we get time, we'll go out. When we get time and this ha- ends, then we'll be able to, you know, date or do something fun. But it, Right. It's it's not a when we get to, it's a have to. You've got to do this. Yeah, pastors, let's say it again. You need a healthy marriage in order to enjoy a healthy sex life. And so um, ways to, to build out a a runway runway of romance, yeah. as we called it, is yeah. is uh, is just having face to face time, focusing on connecting. Uh, scheduling that time out, and then scheduling the time out to have fun. I love what you said. Luxury is is or fun is not a luxury. Fun is is necessary for a healthy marriage. Yeah, and your spouse is your only legitimate source of romance in your life. That's right. If you're finding any other romance or anything else outside of your spouse, it's sin. And so, you know we. We have to understand that this is a necessary part of being a leader and being a pastor is investing in that connection. And when when I say connection, like communicating is like heart issues, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, how can I be a better husband? How how does your heart feel today? Um, These these more penetrating questions, not Mm -hmm. just how has your day been like, like, what are the areas of your life that, you know, you feel empty? Uh, have a conversation about it. What are the areas that I I'm I'm failing you as a husband? You know, how can I improve? What are ways that I can I can do better? And having that kind of conversation is a is really a connecting point that puts us on that runway. Yeah. So let's talk about how sex can become an unhealthy idol. Yeah. Really, in anyone's life, but you know, in particular, a pastor's life, and and maybe have just a, a quick conversation on idolatry here. I think that as we focus in on maybe trying to get healthier marriages and and try to have more fun and we want intimacy and romance to to get healthier, sometimes uh, sex can become an idol in a pastor's life. It can become, you know, the thing that distracts us from our worship of God. So how, how can that happen? Yeah, I think especially with pastors, there's so much there can be so much frustration and tension within the leadership components of ministry where we don't have um, appropriate outlets for those stresses. And I think um, sex or, you know, the, the lack of stewarding your sex life can, can be a place where idolatry, you know, happens in, in the life of a pastor. Uh, for, our, for our purposes here, the worship of anyone or anything other than God 
is an idol. And here's the thing about idolatry is that it begins in our heart, yeah. right, before it ever comes out in our life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and sexual idolatry, specifically for us as pastors, it doesn't happen overnight. It's years and years of idolatry. Maybe it's pornography. It, it comes out in that way, or maybe it comes out... Uh, God forbid, even in some type of a, a, an adulterous affair, right? Um, but I love what Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, where he says, present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Mm-hmm. And so I think the tension in a topic like this is that if if we're not careful as pastors in ministry, um, we can see this conversation on sex come out in idolatry, but it can also come out through the lens of behavior modification. We Mm -hmm. want to make sure that everything in our life plays the part and looks the part, Mm -hmm. right? So that we can kind of portray ourselves in the right way, whether to earn God's favor or our church's favor. And, uh, and so I, I think sometimes we, we, we can normalize sex and view it in a couple different ways. And I think this is a helpful conversation for pastors, not only right now to think about how your heart, um, kind of the, the, how your sex life is taking up residence in your heart, but specifically how you teach your church how to steward sex in a godly and biblical way. And it's this triad of God gross or gift. Yeah. So is, do you see sex as, a gift from God, or is it gross, or has it become your God? That's right, and, right, and that's huge. I think that's you huge know, because as we, as we, as pastors and as leaders, as we're in, you know, married and trying to figure this out as a husband, we're also teaching the Bible to our people. Exactly, and, and so we want to present this in a healthy way, teach it in a healthy way, and we also, you know, we've seen, you know, sometimes leaders, pastors might use scripture and hold that over a wife's head. Yeah, absolutely, and, and kind of, you know, also give a terrible her, way to think. Terrible, about this. yeah. Many sermons to her about how to, you know, submit to him or whatever, and that can be extremely damaging in in a marriage. And so yeah, do we do we view sex as God, as gross or a gift? That's a helpful way to look at it. Yeah, and and we have to we have to see that triad in our own life first as pastors. It can't be God in our life and it can't be gross. Um, but it has to be a gift and it has to be a gift first in our own hearts mm. before we can you know, begin to steward our own sex life and our marriages in that way too, and then teach our churches uh, and our and our people how sex can also be a gift. So again, you can't have a, a healthy sex life uh, if you don't have a healthy marriage first. Mm-hmm. And for pastors, this means if your marriage isn't healthy, we'll go back and say it again. Your church will probably not be yeah, as healthy be. as it should be. And so uh, let's let me ask this question, Trent. Why why is it important to to redeem sex in this conversation for pastors? Then, yeah. Well, how many times have we heard the story of a pastor failing in this area? Um, you know, sexual sin, and then the the ministry of the church. You know, just being killed. Um, his ministry getting hurt. Uh, people, you know, being devastated by this, you know, your sex life is is a, a fruit of a healthy marriage, right? So, 
Um, when, when you don't have a healthy sex life, then you're going to start to compensate yes. if you're not careful. Right. And so when your wife, you know, and, and you are not engaging consistently, you're going to potentially be tempted to flirt with other women. Yeah. You're going to want that attention from uh, women in your church, people that you're around. You know, this is where you see guys looking and, and experiencing emotional affairs, uh, maybe even physically. Um, I don't even know we can separate the two, but, you know, just just for the conversation's sake, you know, right. I feel like those those are temptations. And then, of course, pornography. Um, and so that's a huge issue for 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 men in general. So, you know, when we, we look at how devastating the porn industry is in in our country, in the world. And I think every everybody in your every man in your church at some level is impacted by this. Yeah. You know? And so we've got to be able to 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 have the conversation and as pastors, as leaders, we've got to ensure that we're we've fought against that temptation and we're in a healthy place. Um, the porn industry is is a hundred billion dollar industry, um, and so we know it's an issue. We know it's there, but we just don't talk about it that often. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but um, I want a ministry that's gonna last over yeah. time. I want yeah. a ministry where I'm gonna be able to to leave a legacy, you know, at the end of it. And and a huge part of that is how I pursue my wife. Yeah. Right? Pastors listening, how we pursue our our wives and everything that we've said, all the things that lead up to having a good sex life are the most important things that you do. Yeah. Right? Pursuing her emotionally, uh, having fun with her, uh, creating an intentional plan for romance, um, all of these things. Um, the, the, those are ways that we're, we're going to create these guardrails Right where where yeah we can look back over the next several decades and say man our our marriage we didn't just survived but we thrived yeah. and we had a great sex life as a part of that as well and so so what are ways that we can pursue right now mm-hmm. a sex a healthy sex life so that our marriages can be healthy our churches can be healthy and our marriages can last the test of time. Yeah, I think uh, just to kind of recap some application for you is to start connecting again. So have fun together, plan some dates, plan some things that you are actually getting away from, you know, screens and doing something fun together, some face-to-face time. So some conversations about heart issues. How can I love you better? You know, what, what are the biggest fears in your life right now? What are the biggest, you know, spiritual growth markers in your life right now. Just asking some deeper questions to to actually start connecting with her again is going to go a long way. Hmm. Uh, for some guys, I think counseling is is something that they need to look into. Uh, just because you're a pastor doesn't mean that you're too good uh, to to get counseling. And so I, I think it's healthy and it's important that if your marriage is is in in an unhealthy place, that you recognize that and then you reach out and uh, go to some biblical counseling to, to mm. get some help as you walk through some issues. And I'll just say this, every single marriage needs counseling. <clears throat> we all need counseling. We all need coaching. Now, whether you go to, you know, go to the office and pay for counseling from somebody or if you're calling your best friend or you're calling, you know, another pastor to get counsel, we all need counsel. We all need coaching. And so there shouldn't be any shame in that. Uh, date nights need to go on the calendar, practically speaking. 
Schedule it. If it's once a week or once a month for you, whatever it is, this is a have to, not a when we get time to do this. Yes. Um, I think it's important to plan trips. Summer is coming up. If you haven't planned a weekend getaway in a long time, just you and her, no kids, just you and her, put it on the calendar. Go away. Go to the city. Go to the to the mountains. Go somewhere for one night or a couple of nights just to get away. I love the the what one pastor said one time. He said, "I I, I go on three trips. You know, the the first trip is what we call the Presbyterian trip. This is the vacation that we plan. Uh, the kids go. Everything is predestined. It's well thought out. It's the Presbyterian <laughs> plan. Then we've got the Pentecostal plan. This is one where there are no kids. Uh, nothing's planned except that we're going. And on this trip, there's a lot of speaking in tongues and laying on of hands." <laughs> And then there's Amen. the Baptist trip, and uh, that's when we just go and eat a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, we we really we really have got to plan this, and and it's so valuable to get away from the church, the ministry, your city, your town, get away for a week, or maybe just even just a one nighter with your wife uh, away from kids. Going to go a long way. And pastors, remember that a healthy sex life is the fruit, a result of a healthy marriage. That's and right. so the, the point of this episode is not to focus on uh, a better sex life. The point of this episode on the Busy Pastor Podcast is not about sex at all. The point of this episode is for you to first um, pursue your wife in a healthy way and uh, and create a healthy marriage so that the, the fruit of a healthy sex life happens. And in, when all that begins to take place, uh, your leadership will be healthier. And in turn, our churches will be healthier uh, because we are being busy with the right things. Thank you for listening to the Busy Pastor Podcast. As we close today's episode, we want to invite you to do a few things. First of all, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Busy Pastor. And secondly, if you like today's episode, subscribe to the Busy Pastor and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more resources, you can join the Busy Pastor community by going to busypastor.org. Next week, we're talking about developing a strategic plan for your church. Until then, let's be busy with the right things.